Welcome everyone once again to We Talk Games Arcade Weekly Video Power Magazine Earball Jammin' Shmup Timber Pew 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 uh, Shooty McShooterhead thing we got going on. I am here. I am the Nagobun. Chris the Nagobun. Chris Nagobun, or just Nagobun, or just Chris. And I'm here with John E. Capcom. Yes, sir. I thought you were going to say it. you can call me Phil as well. Like I'm good. Uh, you know, no, you were just throwing so many names out there. I thought you were just going to say. I go by Chris, Nicobun, Adam, <laughs> Helen. Just throw a name at me. Billy Steve, Mick, Irish Stick, Leprechaun. I can't think of any of those. James Joyce, was that you guys or was that Scotland? That was you guys, right? That was James Joyce from Ireland. There we go. Alrighty. Anyway, today we are talking about Darius Gaiden. Darius meaning some Persian king. It was a long time ago. I don't know. I've never been to Persia. And Gaiden meaning a side story, which makes Ninja Gaiden make not much sense because there was really no main story for that to be a side story to. It's a shooter, hence from September, like we do. It's got fish, a lot of fish, <laughs> which is awesome. It is the Sega bass fishing of shmup genre. Well, it's weird. Like there was a lot of that going on. I believe Eco Fighters has a lot of robotic animals as well, and uh, like the Sonic the Hedgehog games obviously had robotic kind of fish people in them. It was a thing that was done back, you know, in the early nineties, just robot fish monsters. Yeah, I mean, even Metal Slug, they've got what that like tank hermit crab thing going on in one level yeah. in one of them. The thing is, with this one, at least in a lot of those cases, all of the fish are. In relatively aquatic areas here, no, we got fish in space, we got fish planet side, we got fish, you know, hanging out over the ground in the clouds, um, in a space like asteroid field mining thing. They're everywhere, just fish. And they're dicks. They're all dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really all that fond of fish here on Earth. Oh, yeah. And the, a lot of these are modeled after some of the nastiest things you could find in the ocean because the ocean is terrifying and will one day rise to kill us all, be it through global warming or just really angry fish. Octopi are apparently uh, becoming dangerously intelligent thanks to them. Curse those evil they're, octopi. They're lasting as adults no longer because of rising ocean currents. They're able to pass on knowledge to their young. At least there's plenty of anime out there you know, involving tentacles for us to prepare ourselves for the imminent invasion well, hey, they're coming for our buttholes. They're coming for our women. Who knows? Uh, that's uh, that's going to be future uh, racism. There, it's like these octopuses. They're they're fucking scum. They're coming up out of the ocean. They're taking everything. They're rapists. Not all octopodes. I, for one, welcome our uh, new octopedal masters. I really don't know how you turn octopus into an adjective, but I'm trying here. I'm trying. 
Although there is more ocean than the land, so I don't know, maybe they would form their own superior version of the UN, and then we'd be fucked. Yeah, well, I don't know. I played Splatoon. The Squid won that one, that war, which was pretty good. Well, as long as we don't get the Aquanukes, we'll be good. Oh, God. Can we get, like, a sequel to Waterworld? I quite like Waterworld. I like this idea that... uh, I like the whole Mad Max on the Seas thing that they were going for. I like the idea. It's just a lot of it felt really padded out. Like, give me, just give me freaking Dennis Hopper on jet skis blowing shit up for the whole movie. Forget Kevin Costner. Yeah. Forget all that other nonsense. Well, some of the nonsense in the floating town because stuff blew up there too, but come on. That was the, that was but, the highlight right there. I don't know. I like the little girl with the tattoo on her back pointed towards the top of some mountain. I said, imagine, imagine. That was a cool um, idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot of cool ideas. It's typical too many cooks, though, I think. Oh, but yeah. It was just like, someone had a good idea, and then a bunch of people came in and did cocaine. Pretty much. She's the uh, girlfriend in, um, well, the romantic interest. I think they hook up. In Napoleon Dynamite, I actually found out after I watched Who, that. I was like, girls? Yeah, she, when she grew up. Napoleon Dynamite. Right there. So she was in one underrated movie and one overrated movie. Pretty much. And made enough bank to escape both of them, because I don't think she's done much since then. I could be totally wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not keeping track of her career beyond that. I just thought it was a weird thing. If you were keeping track of her career, I think you might be the only one. (laughs) Not to be mean. Maybe she listens. Oh, yeah. Well, if you do, it could work both times. I mean, uh, for especially the child performance, it was pretty solid. Yeah. And um, you could have done better, but it's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about video games, you know, 100% Game Talk No Filler. Today, Darius Gaiden, the uh, third Darius arcade game, I believe fifth released, but third also in the series chronology from what I looked up. It's a side story. You are still the main protagonist, so I don't know how this is a side story. The Big Goldfish, which many associate with Darius. I believe his name's Bazer or Beezer or something like that, is back to fuck up your shit. And you need to fuck up his shit so he doesn't fuck up your shit. And then lots of space fish. Uh, let's cut to TT Schmukins real quick for quick hit stat uh, drop in knowledge. Warning. A huge battleship, TT Schmukins, is approaching fast with TT's snap stats. Darius Gaiden was released in 1994 by Taito. It was built upon JMMA board architecture using the Taito F3 package system, think of blast processing, except for an arcade modular upgrade kit. The game allowed for two simultaneous players with a maximum number of two players. The cabinet used two-channel, stereo, amplified, fucking awesome sound. The fifth game in the Darius series, released in 1987, became famous not only for its giant mechanical fish but also for its three-screen-wide display. The three-screen-wide monitor was created by using mirrors to seamlessly connect the center monitor to the two other side monitors which were reflected onto the side mirrors. Some of this shit is just too hard to vocalize. Taito also used the same cabinet effect for their other 1987 arcade release of the incredibly tedious and boring Ninja Warriors. 
Darius Gaiden carried over the game mechanics of its predecessors and successors using the set color power-up enemies and dramatic alarm warnings to usher in the end bosses of each level. Gaiden added the ability to capture the mid-boss and use it as a powerful secondary against the antagonists. Gaiden also fell into the time period where CG polygon models were rendered into traditional pixel art. We would see this technique used in other shooters such as Viewpoint, Poolstar and Blazing Star until real-time processed polygon games were introduced into the arcade. Titty's Snap Hatch is brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Mystery Tung Tung Sauce. Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce. Tung Tung, Tung it up. <laughs> now, go fish, go. Thanks, TT. So, yeah. 1994 is when Darius Garden came out. Kind of an odd series because some of the games weren't even on arcade it was like there were some console only versions and whatnot but this one hit the arcade would later end up on the saturn the playstation several ports of this one i don't know if the playstation one got released here in the u.s but i know the saturn one did yeah that was like back when they weren't really releasing games like this on disc all that often yeah like uh in it was in 94 just came out so it would have been released on home consoles in the West probably in 95, 96. And, like, the arcades were brown bread here by then, like, you know, and I don't know if there was a massive market for a, a side-scrolling shooter. Well, it was back to being a cult thing, really, because in the early, early days, once we get to the making mechanics, uh, they were, you know, they were one of the few things you could play, and then by the mid-90s, especially over here in the West, it was like fighters, fighters, beat-em-ups, fighters. That's what your arcade experience was. Maybe some driving around a little bit. Yeah, freaking cruising this, cruising that, cruising the other thing. Well, everyone kind of wanted uh, 3D. Everyone wanted the Super Mario uh, 64. That too, yeah. <laughs> we need more triangles. Yeah, and it's just like our Roscoe McQueen or some shit like that. That's what people were into, our jumping flash. It, yeah. You know, the taste, because the possibilities for what a game could be kind of changed, the taste changed pretty quickly as well. There was a kind of a crossover period. I remember, like, be, being so excited to play Primal Rage on the PlayStation. It was like, oh, it's so, it's so much like the arcade. Oh, God. But not being uh, old enough to realize that Primal Rage is a big pile of shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you go back in time, you go, who fucking liked this shit? <laughs> You know, when you look at uh, something that's really kind of dated and whatever. I mean, like, I realize, I look back and I'm like, no, no, all those Mortal Kombat knockoffs, I thought they were all cool. Because they were bloody and stupid and crass. And when you're, like, 11, 12 years old, you, it, I don't know, it just, it's right on the money for you. Yeah, it was it was a weird battle time. Because, like, the whole, not just 2D uh, with 3D graphic fighters, but just the 3D kind of, like, rotating around each other. Like, I think Soul Edge wasn't too far behind this and uh, yeah. like virtual fighter and all them were kind of battling out against the attempt, the FMV's last grasp at uh, being relevant in anything with like mortal Kombat, primal rage way of the warrior, that sort of trash. Tekken and virtual fighter for me kind of killed all that. Like I remember playing Tekken and going fuck street fighter. I'm not going back to that shit. Like, you know, uh, Tekken was just so cool. I remember thinking it looks so realistic. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, what's it? Is it Jack who has the big, the huge hair going up? 
as uh, Paul Phoenix. Paul, uh, yes, Jack, thank you. I love going back and playing Tekken 1, and like, you just go, their heads and their hands are huge. Yes. They look like chibi characters with like realistic uh, proportions. Oh, wait, no, Jack's a series of robots. That's right. I'm, it's been a while since I Tekkened. I apologize. Yeah, no, uh, like, I still love Tekken 2. I think Tekken 2 uh, has a unique look visually, but has a great soundtrack as well. And it's still fun to play. Yeah, oh god, what freaking King was the one always threw me off because is that a mask? Because if it is, his head is too goddamn small. Yeah, and he made tiger sounds. Yes, like it was a lot of realistic people, and then it was like King and Yoshimitsu and uh, all those guys were just. And then they were like, "Fuck it, here's a raptor, here's a kangaroo, comic book T Rex, a bear, and a panda. Oh, and here's a man made of wood, and then here's a robot version of the man made of wood because everybody. And here's the woman made of wood. Oh yeah, that's right. as well. Darius Guide. Yeah. So yeah, two D shooter, kind of when it start started to fade out a little bit, especially from the arcade scene. Again, there were still people who'd go on afterwards, like Psycho. I think still cranks these things out. Um, but mm-hmm. pedigree wise, uh, making mechanics, you can pretty easily trace this back to um, Gradius and uh, R Type were the other. Two big ones. This one trailed a little behind time-wise because Gradius first rolled out in '85, thanks Konami, when you know Konami made things, and um, <laughs> just making people unhappy. Yeah, pretty much. Probably one of the biggest starts of the entire uh, thing. Well, which also traces its pedigree back to Scramble from 1981. But as you can imagine, Scramble was nowhere near on the level of all the crazy stuff they were doing, even in the Gradius days. That's where you're the Vic Viper, the iconic ship from Konami that has popped up in goddamn everything. The kind oh, of like yes. fork split. Then R Type would be the other one from Irem. You'll know from the big alien looking dude, which was basically ripped off a xenomorph. Which a lot of things were contradicted to. So really, there's only so much complaining you can do. Actually, that franchise has switched hands a lot, apparently, developer wise. Hudson's done stuff with it, Compile, Rainbow Arts. But uh, that's been around forever, too. Their big thing was the whole pod that you could, like, shoot forward and shoot back and wrap around the screen. I like the ship design in that one. It's it's curvier. Yeah, it's very rounded. And uh, the shipping Darius kind of is more along the Konami lines. It reminds me more of Big Flavor, but it's curved more. I think the ships in, the, in Darius are called Silverhawks. Yes. They kind of have more birdie. Uh, yeah, very aquiline, very, I think that's a word. It's got like kind of a hawkish front and then like swoop forward a little bit wings. It looks like a hawk. That's kind of the point, hence the name. And birds eat fish. So that also something that makes some sense now that I think about it. A game that I actually kind of noticed just a little thing, a uh, nod to, is probably Defender. Like it's another uh, side uh shooter, but like the way some of the enemies explode reminded me of the kind of firework explosions you got when kill the ship and defend it. Oh yeah, the explosions were great. Anyway, uh, hallmarks of the Darius series include branching level paths, which Mm -hmm. are definitely here again, and really not standard, but freaking awesome music. Like, I was playing through this, and once I get the video of the gameplay up, you'll hear me just talking constantly, like, I need this soundtrack. It's really good. (laughs) That was one of the first things that, uh, because I played this game for the first time in college and I remember staying up at my planet and just going holy shit this soundtrack is 
phenomenal. To me, that there's something so cool about that kind of Japanese uh, approach to music and video games, where they take this kind of cool jazz thing and mix it in with kind of a techno influence. And uh, a lot of games, and like a lot of games, I love just gone straight up with jazz. Like uh, Neo Turf Masters is one of my favorite tracks, and that's just all jazz. And um, I don't know I just think it's a really nice mix, and uh, there's a lot of vocals in this. It's actually a lot of things remind me of Outrun, the Outrun series. The branching levels obviously is quite similar to Outrun. If you ever played Outrun 2006, Coast to Coast, the kind of music in that game, I think, probably have a minor influence from Darius in the way it uses female vocals. I could see that, yeah. Even with like the jazz like undertone, it still manages to jump around stylistically here and there, and everything fits its level pretty well. Mm-hmm. Go out on a limb and say the branching nature of these paths may have actually shot off and inspired uh, Star Fox to some extent, since that's been a thing since the first one. Yeah, yeah. And that well, was- I mean, I remember Outrun always had that map, and that's where, that's the first game I think of when I think of branching paths, you know, like at the end of it, it shows you the kind of A to Z kind of similar style. And uh, what was the other game? Uh, Afterburner. Afterburner had that kind of thing as well. It's been a long time since I fired up Afterburner, but yeah, I, I totally see that actually made by the same people who made Outrun, so yeah, who knows? That makes total sense then. The nicest thing is the fact that you basically have auto-fire, just hold the button. Just go. Yeah. Uh, you're shooting missiles up and down too, so like ground pounders, and in certain caves you'll have dangly dudes hanging out too. You got 22 levels, A through uh, V. Thankfully, there, is that V? Oh, yeah, you do have the whole alphabet. It's just kind of screwed around arrangement-wise on the last uh, batch. Anyway, Lots of levels, and it, every time you go to a new one, it's set up in a triangle. So every time you progress, you have two more options after that. And so there are a lot of permutations of how to play through. When I did mine, I kind of did a midline thing. I, like, I can't really pronounce a but I, it started with A-C-E and just kind of wiggled up and down through the middle there till stage X. Yeah, I kind of went all over the place. At a certain point, I figured that maybe the top levels were easier. So I started going up. But the game is still really hard, so it's really uh, making much of a difference. Yeah, after like the first or second level, I was exploding a fair amount. I can beat through the first level pretty easy. That's not really much of a problem. And yeah. uh, I beat the first boss without using the bomb. But after that, like, nah. It's no. fuck you territory. My biggest enemy was probably actually the ground or the ceiling in the enclosed yeah. ones. I am not good at paying attention to what's going on to in pretty much anything. It's not too bullet helly. There's patterns, but it's not too beastly. And I, there were actually a couple bosses. I think actually the last boss that I fought, this giant enemy crab, like you do, had this whole thing where it was spitting out these silver balls. If you shot them, they would split. If you didn't, they would stay. They were they would stay whole, but they were easier to dodge that way. So it was kind of a part of the mental math of that battle, which was fairly long considering how short most of the levels and fights are, uh, was do I shoot the balls and get shots in or do I just dodge and try to find time in between? Risk reward is a big thing in this. It's not, as uh, you said, it's not very bullet heavy, but I think in sometimes like, it's, the bullet patterns are a lot more erratic. Like when they just give you the, the generic yellow ball shot, they tend to kind of go all over the place. But yeah, yeah. With the, you know, with the bullet hell sprays, there's generally an organization to it that you can kind of get through if you know the rhythm. 
Whereas this, like, I don't know, it's a bit anarchic. Some of the bosses really do have unfair uh, sprays, but the thing is, they'd be a lot more fair if your ship could move around a bit faster. That's yeah. The one, like, you know, the one drawback to this game is the ship is a little bit sluggish the way it moves around the screen. Yeah, I think the, like, the shield pickups are supposed to make up for that, but it didn't feel like they were dropping often enough to uh, save my bacon. Maybe I'm just terrible, but yeah, like you could get like one or two hits from that flame shield or whatever's going on, and then problems. The levels, they're all pretty beautiful too. Lots of good use of parallax scrolling and a lot of variety. You got space caves, you got earth caves. The second one, I think it was level C that I played. You go underwater, mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah. where, the, where the fish yeah. belong. There's a lot of really cool kind of 3D effects in it as well, where you're traveling through like debris fields in space, and uh, there'll be like cylindrical uh, rocket pieces that you'll fly through. Oh yeah, I think we I think we played the same same level then. That was a good one. And then there's like chunks yeah. out of the cylinder too. Like when you first pass one, you can kind of see. Yeah, and there's it. a lot of um, asteroids in those areas. I think uh, Sonic Blastman was another game I told me during that time. And the asteroids in that game look a lot like the asteroids that you punch in Sonic Blastman. Have you ever played Sonic Blastman? Actually, no. I I, va- I vaguely remember the Nintendo Power spread of the uh, Super Nintendo release, but I've not had a chance to partake. The arcade version used to be a staple on television here. Uh, there was a show called Games Master. Yeah. And uh, every week they'd get someone on to play Sonic Blastman, but a lot of times they get pro boxers to come on and play it. <laughs> and uh, the arcade system had like just a punch bag, and you run up and hit it as hard as you can. Yeah, I remember actually some just some schlub from the arcade beat out Frank Bruno on it. And uh, Frank Bruno at the time was like the world uh, boxing champion for one of those organizations. He had like seven of the ten Dragon Ball belts that you need to uh, get together so you can fucking be world champion. Make a wish and bring uh, yourself back to life. Yeah, uh, the boxing titles back then were nuts. Like this guy's world champion and so are 15 other people. 50 belts by 50 organizations and you have to kind of win seven out of whatever to be kind of undisputed but nobody was really undisputed that was just like a thing i noticed uh taito has a very kind of weird kind of rough art style sometimes yeah uh, in comparison to even say something like nazca who were around at the same time it's kind of a nice thing because they they had a lot of distinctive effects they had this kind of beefed up version of mode seven for zooming in and they had a this kind of weird psychedelic effect that they use quite a lot at the end of the levels here where oh, yeah it's like I don't know, there's like two planes of zebra print almost moving cylindrically opposite one another. It looks like Jesse Ventura's wardrobe from the 1980s has come to life on screen, basically. Yeah, it's like you're in the dryer with it. Yeah. When I took out the first boss, I was like, did I just break space-time? Yeah. <laughs> does that for pretty much every boss. Plus, it does that cool light spray thing as it's exploding, like the little the lights yeah. shooting out before it finally goes up. I love that. It's... That's so anime, and I am just such a weeb for it. But it's so good. It's so good. It doesn't do as mo- enough of the bosses turning other colors, though. You get progressive battle damage, but that's really the most alteration you get. I think uh, Shinobi Three does my favorite boss color alteration, where they turn like bright pink plus red. Yep, and it's just I think I don't know. I think it's so cool. It's one of those things that kind of disappeared from video games after a time 
but uh, definitely one of the hallmarks when you go back and play something. You're just like, it brings you completely into that kind of era of video game boss, just kind of turn a more vibrant hue as you slap the snot out of them. Well, there was one boss I fought that did that. It was, it was the something angler sort of did that because he had like three forms and it just got, it went from like a weird Nautilus thing to like a lionfish by the end of it and was totally like good. super rainbowy. There wasn't an angler at all. It had nothing to do with an angler fish in the long run, but it looked cool. It was kind of a pain in the ass to fight because by the time it gets to the uh, third form, it's about at least a quarter of the size of the screen and uh, like fanned out across top to bottom. So getting around that when it tries to rush you is not fun. And by yeah. not fun, I mean it doesn't happen. Just yeah. keep shooting. There's a level that's just complete boss fight. It's one of the options on the, the tree of pain or whatever was it, was it, was it It's asteroids, and then it's like, oh, hey, here's the boss, the giant lance. Yeah. Yep, I did that. I was like, I, as soon as I got in, I'm like, nothing was going on. Nothing's come through. Like, is this just going to be this and a boss? And then it happened. I was like, well, hi. That was a great that boss was, fight, though. Oh, it's so unfair as well, though, at times. We were probably talking about the same part where it splits off two halves about halfway through and just, uh, yes. here, here's a bunch of electric mines or you're going to, and you're going to get crushed. There's no, there's no ore there. You're going to die. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you get to the end of it and, uh, it's kind of got a calamari phase or something. Sort of squid that they use for calamari actually, although much larger. But like you knock its hair off or whatever. And it's got brains. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's got exposed robot brains. And uh, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's the art is so, such a strange choice, but they really go for it. And it's one of the things I really appreciate. With it. Which final boss did you get to? Uh, I actually didn't get to the final boss. That's the thing I like to do when I play arcade games. I think they become more fun once you limit yourself. And uh, I limited myself to 25 credits. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I kind of pissed through them pretty fast. I got to uh, Calamari boss, but after uh, that, no, I was done. I pounder credits in. I think I got through in under 30, but uh, I went to zone X smack in the middle, giant enemy crab, really annoying fight. That was the one with the silver spheres I was talking about. It was actually kind of cool. Cause like the music for that one, it's all silent. When you first go in, you like blow the door off of, or no, I think it was level. Maybe it was that one where you blow the door off the base and you just, you're just kind of cruising. It. it was like a cloud city sort of thing. And then there's a power core and a crab. Like there's some cool ideas. Like there were little, um, Spike crusher things, like something out of Castlevania or something where you had to like move in and then pull back because it would drop it and you, then you would shoot out the chains. But if they weren't activated, you couldn't shoot the chains at all. So it would just ruin you and they were way too fast to get under normally. Just little cool environmental ideas all over the place like that. I love that. And then eventually they start giving, putting flamethrowers in front of it. So you got to time the flamethrower versus the trap and then take that. It, that's where the dying started. But and then, <laughs> and then some jumping fucker just jumped in my face after I got like four power ups in a row. I was doing pretty good. I'm like, no, you're fucked. He didn't hump your uh, ship, did he? No, no. Well, there was the we, the impact left very little to hump. I maybe I don't know, maybe he was rubbing some bits on him, but <laughs> that's the thing that keeps Kyle awake at night is the jumping humpers. Oh man. Well, to be fair, it's not the smallest thing to be worried about, especially in the sea. Yeah, but yeah, like I kind of want to go back and explore all the other levels. I mean, that 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 I was just like, this is perfect capitalism. This is how you make money at an arcade. Give them a shitload of things to play, so you have a reason to keep coming back and pumping like twelve hundred yen. It is customer service in a movie way, though. 
Yeah, that too. Like you, you still get value out of it, but at the same time, you're making money. People will yeah, come back but, to this. It was very smart. But there is a lot of quality in the game as well. Like so, it's attention to detail that a lot of games didn't do. Taito games of this that era are ridiculous as well. When you get to the end bosses, and they didn't know how to do fair bosses. Like when you play a uh, growl. And you get to the end, and basically King Diamond comes out and throws a tank at you. And you fight the tank, and then the tank explodes, and then you fight King Diamond, and then he turns into a giant fucking snake. And it's just like, it's it's never-ending. That's what the crab felt like at this, because it's like, alright, uh blew your eyes off, now you're throwing your babies at me. Um, yeah. Please stop. Also, don't run into its arms. You can, you can fly through the legs, because it looks semi-3D, kind of like the... F- Goldfish and some of the other bosses early on did. Legs are in the background plane. Bro Blair blip here. Don't hit the arms. Legs fine. Arms no. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to be there for a while too. I just kept lobbing bombs and dying and lobbing bombs and lobbing bombs. I was like, I need to get out of here. One of the reasons I think it's smart to, well, not even smart, but just like fun to limit your credits is because when you do get wiped out, it actually is more fun than when you. Uh, just commit yourself to the monotony of pumping credits in and beating the game. Especially with something with this many stages, I kind of want to see everything. That's why I was yeah. pumping credits. But for like a like a straight up playthrough, if I found a cabinet, I would definitely just lock into X number of plays and be like, "All right, that was the whole point of the challenge." Like you know, you feel good, man, when you when you kick some ass, and you feel good when you get better too. You'd be there a while with this game, but like. You know, it's probably worth the investment. I'm sure there's somebody out in Japan who's probably able to just ace their way through this. And uh, I'm sure that they uh, they don't regret losing their job as a result. One other neat thing in my research on this, apparently the better you do, like collecting power-ups and whatnot, the better the mm-hmm. game gets. Like the, it tries to match your level of skill. There's an internal, I don't know what numbers it's tracking, but like when you're picking up power-ups and the more you kill... The harder it yeah. gets, so that was that's another neat little trick. Um, so if you suck, uh, things will get easier, maybe. Yeah, it's a throw forward almost to those uh, Nintendo games that just kind of hold your hand. Yeah, and actually, the extra mode or extra version of this uh, was a re-release in the arcades. I think a year later, or at least later that year. I don't know if we got the extra version, but that is kind of an easy mode in and of itself. Auto fire is automatically enabled, and uh, if you start the game from the two-player slot for one player, it will actually uh, let you select stages instead of just working your way through, which is kind of nice. Yeah, they reshuffled everything. It's the same stages, they're just on different letters, which was kind of neat. I think the first one's still the same, but it's cute that they added that. If he says extra mode, don't worry. It doesn't mean extra ass-pounding. Maybe it does, if you're that good. <laughs> I think it goes without saying, but would you recommend this to other people, John? I'd recommend it to anyone who lived through the arcade era as a game that maybe they might have overlooked. And I'd recommend it to anyone who didn't and would want to go back and kind of see uh, how games were played back then. I think it's, a, it's an interesting example of the kind of game design at the time and of the transition period between traditional shooters and uh, the more bullet hell that came later on in the 90s, like Giggling. Same here, and if nothing else, just track down the soundtrack. Like, I need to find that, because it is so good. It's also a really good example of how 
shooters at the time. Like everybody had kind of their signature flavor. Like they've got fish and good music. It's, it's kind of how each series has its tropes, sticks to them, but manages to keep them from getting stale. And Darius is no exception on that front. To wrap things up, we have the traditional 575 haiku about the game today. I'm going to let Capcom go first with his. So let us find our moment of zen. It's been a while since I've had to do one of these. There were fish in in sky. There were many fish in water. There were coins in tears. (laughs) Oh, that's good. And it actually kind of dovetails into mine. But we're not going to uh, backtrack on this. So uh, Mm -hmm. here's my haiku. That's not part of the haiku. Fishky buns in space. Seas have risen to the stars. Cod's badass revenge. <laughs> and there you go. Darius Gaiden. Play it. Play all the Dariuses, really. Uh, you can get, if you have a Sega Saturn, or you can find one on the relatively cheap. It was released, I believe, here and as well as Japan. I don't know about Europe. Probably, maybe. There was a PlayStation release, but that may have been Japan only. And you can always track that a cabinet or find another way to play it. Other than that, I don't th- know of any more recent uh, legit re-releases. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, there hasn't really been like a Darius compilation that I'm aware of, which would make money from some people. You can uh, get it on the uh, title Legends. That makes total sense. Didn't even think of that. You can track that one down for your PlayStation 2. It's still quite cheap to, to get like that. All, a lot of those uh, kind of compilation on the PlayStation are still quite cheap to come by. And there's so much fun. Like oh, yeah. This has been Schmoptember. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Next week starts the Spooktacular. The ghosts, spooky, scary skeletons, all that. If you didn't guess by the name, the games are spooky and or at least tangentially Halloween related. We're not going as far as stretching it to, like, say, oh, the ghost from Pac-Man. Yeah, that's totally spooky. Because we already have Pac-Month. That happened already. It's going to happen again. It is the past. It is the future. This is ghosts and shit. Time is a flat circle. We out of here. Hope you enjoyed it. Maybe review us on iTunes. Hit up wetalkgames.com. There's a store somewhere. Link to that. Got to get that Retimo Endangerment System shirt. That's still on my to-do list. And don't forget to... uh. Coming this November, vote Stinky. We got to make America America again. It definitely. I'll I'll live in Frank Walker. We'll go on my, uh, my usual uh, preferences. Don't be <laughs> Find a way. Do it. We'll be back. Keep it real.
I don't know. 